0: and welcome to another episode of live till five it's friday february 22nd 304 p.m here on live till five broadcasting high top the campus of harvest ministries from the worldwide headquarters of khmg 88.1 fm harvest family radio glad to have you with us today i'm jared Baldwin, your host this is episode 304 304 been on the air for six years hard to believe it's been that long this is our live local talk and variety program that we do right here in the KHMG studios here in Barragata, Guam. Third floor, directly above the hub, coffee shop here at the Harvest Campus. If you're ever on campus, you want to stop by and see the whole operation, come by during business hours and see Chris and Deborah and Sebastian up here. You can listen to us on 88.1 FM on the radio dial. You can also listen online, khmg.org, khmg.org, where you can download the podcast Or you can just listen to a live stream through our website there. Let us know you're listening through Facebook, Harvest Family Radio Guam. Easy to find on Facebook. You can follow us and subscribe to all the updates and things that we put out as we release new podcasts like of this show, but of many other great things as well. KHMG is also a great location to have saved on your radio dial and a great website to have for resources and a great Facebook page to have for weather updates so we try and keep our listening audience informed on weather as well as other things happening around here so stay tuned it is friday afternoon february 22nd and as of right now there's a typhoon gonna go south of guam apparently this is a non-scientific update and this is only as of friday afternoon at 304 p.m if you're listening to a rebroadcast the storm might be past. If you're listening to the podcast later on, the storm might be ancient history. So we're not going to talk a lot about storms today. We're going to talk about something related to storms. How many of you listeners have never had the luxurious experience of partaking of spam? Spam? Not the emails that come in your inbox uh, with without your you know without you actually wanting them, but the food, the meat products, spam. How many of you have never had spam? Some have never heard of it. Uh, I was talking to a child earlier, and they had not heard of spam, but most people have heard of it, and a lot of people have tried it, but not everyone's tried it. Well today. Our theme, in keeping with the preparing for typhoons and disasters, the theme is meat in a can. So we're going to talk about meat in a can, particularly spam, but not just spam, other meats in a can as well. So, And we have an illustrious uh, taste testing uh, panel today. the The extra fun thing about this panel is they don't know they're coming up to do taste testing for meat in a can. So it's going to be extra fun as they're surprised and delighted to find out that the theme of the show is meat in a can and that we're actually going to be doing some taste testing on the air. So you got to stick around, listeners, and, and hear that. But before we get to that segment, before we get to Harvest Highlights, I did want to mention that uh, it is the month of February. Almost over. Next week it'll be March already, believe it or not. And our good friend... Bob Shuck, the librarian, registrar, and provider of details and facts for us here on the radio, gives me this list every month of observances and holidays. For example, the month of February is National Time Management Month, Weddings Month, Wild Bird Feeding Month, Wise Health Consumer, Seeds of Greatness, Potato Lovers, Pull Your Sofa Off the Wall Month, Relationship Wellness, Responsible Animal Guardian Month, Pet owner month, shopping carts to the supermarket return month, spay and neuter awareness month, spunky old broads month. Oh, okay. Uh, Let's see. Unchain a dog month, wise healthcare consumer, renaissance of the heart and youth leadership month, to name a few. And then weekly observances on the 22nd today, Texas cowboy poetry gathering starts today and tomorrow in the States. National Justice for Animals Week starts on Sunday, as well as Pasty Week. That's those uh, those little pastries that are full of uh, meat and, and lard. Not very tasty, really. Telecommuter Appreciation Week starts on the 24th. Eating Disorder Awareness Week starts on the 25th. Invasive Species Awareness starts on the 25th. And International Petroleum Week starts on the 26th. And as far as daily observances and holidays, we have Be Humble Day today, Founders Day, National Wildlife Day, uh, Skip the Straw Day, Tex Avery Day, I believe he was an animator, Walking the Dog Day, Washington's Birthday, Woolworth's Day, and World Thinking Day tomorrow, Curling is Cool Day, if you say so, Diesel Engine Day, Dog Biscuit Appreciation Day, Banana Bread Day. Ooh, that sounds good. Uh, let's see here. Pinocchio Day. Play Tennis Day. World Sword Swallowers Day. The 24th Academy Awards Ceremony. Forget-Me-Not Day. National Dance Day. Tortilla Chip Day. Trading Card Day. Twin Peaks Day. World, let's see here. 25th, National Chocolate Covered Nuts Day. Clam Chowder Day. Clam, clam Chowder. National Cupcake Day in Canada. Pistol Patent Day and Quiet Day. The 26th, For Pete's Sake Day, Levi Strauss Day, Bacon Day, Personal Chef's Day, Pistachio Day, ter- Tell a fairy Tale Day. The 27th, uh, let's see here. Inconvenience Yourself Day, International Polar Bear Day, uh, Strawberry Day, kind of an odd time to have Strawberry Day, No Brainer Day, and then... The 28th, Digital Learning Day, Fat Thursday, Floral Design Day, National Chili Day, Chocolate Souffle Day, Public Sleeping Day, Tooth Fairy Day, and Rare Disease Day, to name a few. Those are all happening in the month of February. Some of those happening very soon. And uh, you can celebrate those in your own way, in the spirit, as they were intended. We're going to take a short break for harvest highlights and when we come back the gathering shall happen of all our illustrious guests and we're gonna be having a little taste testing not only of our what's in our coffee segment which will be delicious but also going along with our theme meat in a can today so stick around listeners i'm jared baldwin your host 3 12 p.m on this friday february 22nd here at khmg 88.1 fm live till five more after this short break And we're back with a little more Live Till 5, episode 304 on this Friday, February 22nd, 3.19pm here at the KHMG Studios. And I have assembled a panel of experts, a group of men who, if Mount Rushmore was being carved today, the four faces I would recommend would be, from my right to my left, Don Eckert, Ray's Romo, Joe Sarni, and Sebastian Basildua. I would. I would. Now, uh, let's make sure everyone's mics are working yeah, testing, here. Sebastian, testing. you're good, right? You can, I can hear you. Okay, Joe, can, can hear I hear me? you? Yep. Okay. Yep. Let me turn the music down here a little bit. Ray, how are you? Mic check. A Mic check. There you go. Hey, you're used to doing that. And Don Eckert, one of our, our longtime fans, he's in the original Gold Club uh, Mouseketeer edition of the Live Till 5 fan club. He and my mom were uh, actually charter members.
1: That's right. All right. Thanks for having
0: me. Hey, you're welcome. You're welcome. Now, um, today's theme, which I did not reveal to you before you came up, uh, is meat in a can. And uh, we're going to be talking about it, and then we're also going to be tasting it. So our listening audience knows that we're going to do a taste test here in a little bit. But what I want to do first is Sebastian every week puts a lot of work into coming up with a quiz.
2: Lots of work.
0: Uh, lots of work. Lots of work. Uh, coming up with a quiz that's going to help us kind of get in the spirit of... Of meat in a can And so Sebastian
2: Have you You got your quiz ready for us I have my quiz Ready for ya I call it Question spam Cause I'm spamming you With questions Okay so Alright that <laughs> works That works I don't know it's the cleverest thing I could think of It's okay It's alright <laughs> It's, it's alright But what we're gonna do is uh, We'll start with Joe Then Ray's Then Pastor Don, And then and me. Then me and Pastor I like Jay. going last Because
0: Then I can kind of More play off of whether or not I think you guys are right or wrong, not necessarily the question itself.
2: Yes. So. And remember, the objective is to beat your opponent. So don't give him the answer out loud.
0: Yeah. As in, don't like, talk don't talk, out talk
2: it out, out loud. And then your opponent going, oh, yeah, sure. Because you know what? If you all guess the same thing. This is obviously no one a sensitive a subject around here. <laughs> Still going through counseling. Okay. All, yeah. right. Let's, all right. Let's have the quiz. Let's go. All right. Question Sir number Span-a-lot. one. Sir spam a lot. Yeah. Question number one. I can launched, see your paper. Hide d- that. Don't look at my paper. All right. Just it's look my at Ray's. M- move your hand. All right. Laun- launched in 1937 by the GOA Hormel Company of Austin, Minnesota. What was the original name given to spam? Was it Austin Spiced Ham, Hormel Spiced Ham, Minnesota Spiced Ham, or American Spiced Ham? So you got Austin, Hormel, Minnesota, or American Spiced American. Ham. American
3: Spiced Ham. That's my guess. Hormel.
2: American. Hormel. American. American. Um, I'll do Austin. Austin. Raise Roma with the points. It is indeed Hormel Spiced Ham. The original advertising jingle for Spam was Spam, 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 Spam. Hormel's new miracle meat in a can. Saves time. Tastes fine. Tweet something grand. As for Spam.
0: There you go. There you go. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to get to live that here in just a little bit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. Next is the company put on a competition to rename their product, and the winner, Kenneth Dagnow, came up with SPAM from Spiced and Ham. What is the official acronym Hormel is giving SPAM, the S-P-A-M? Is it Soldier's Pork and Ham? That would be SPA.
1: <laughs> that's
2: true. <laughs> I, 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 that's, that's true. Uh, shoulders, shoulders, shoulder or pork. ham. fam. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Sorry. Shul- shoulder pork and ham. Okay. Specially processed army meat. Spiced pork and ham. Hmm.
4: Spiced pork and ham.
2: Spiced pork and ham. The third one? Specially processed army meat.
1: Four. Number four.
2: Spiced pork and ham.
0: All right. I'm going to say uh, uh,
2: spiced pork and ham. None of you got it right. It was shoulder pork and ham. Oh. Shoulder. The acronym was supposedly changed in 2000 to specially <laughs> processed assorted meat as the company released chicken spam too. Mm. But the official acronym is still shoulder pork and ham. All right, well, all right. Next question. We're Sp- killing this one. <laughs> spam, having been part of military life since the <laughs> Second World War, has been to many war zones, but it was taken off the menu in one particular war. Which one? The Falklands War, the Gulf War, the Korean War, or Vietnam? Which war had no spam taken to it? The first one, in the Falklands. Gulf, Gulf, Gulf. I would say the Gulf War as well. Gulf is correct. Because a Muslim Joe country. is wrong. <laughs> the reason being that pork is a forbidden food in Saudi Arabia, and the Saudi authorities would not permit it on the menu.
0: I just feel like if they saw a can of Spam, that they would change their minds. <laughs> <laughs> they would rewrite that rule. I, uh,
2: they should, they should You'd write. have
0: entire yeah. you know, ethnicities say, you know what, we should be able to eat that. We I'm might not, not eat sure. other things, but we should be able to eat that.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Or well, not. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I have I don't need anyone's approval to believe things. Are, I'm fine. <laughs> I
2: have a high self-esteem.
3: All right. Well,
2: current score update, Joe nothing. Rays two, Don <laughs> one, and Jared one. So, All right. Joe nothing. <laughs> I'm going to get on the board. <laughs> Next question. Which American state eats more tins of spam per head than any other? Hawaii, Florida, Alaska, or Rhode Island?
4: Well, not Rhode Island, that's for sure.
2: Hawaii. Yep.
3: Hawaii.
2: Speaking to the microphone, sir.
3: Hawaii.
2: Oh, there we go. Okay. Hawaii. I'm in it for the block,
0: I'm going to say Hawaii, because then no one will get a point. And I think it's Hawaii anyway.
2: Thank you, Jared. No one gets a point. Hawaii well, it, it is. Shouldn't <laughs> everyone get one point? No. No. I just want to point. No. I know. You'll
0: get, you'll get this next one. Just hang in there. Although Joe. up hang for in debate in if
2: Guam consumes even more than Hawaii. So. It's not a state, so. It, yeah, I know. that's. <laughs> so next is the final question with Joe not having any chance and I, I everyone a else point. a <laughs> chance to tie it. All right. Question number five. Which of the following is not an actual variety of spam? Hickory smoke flavored, barbecue flavored, Less sodium or oven roasted turkey? Oven roasted turkey. Oven roasted turkey.
3: Oven roasted turkey. Oven roasted turkey barbecue.
2: barbecue. Hmm. What was the first one? Hickory smoked. Hickory there. smoked. I say no hickory smoke. Alright, well to put the final nail in the coffin is actually barbecue flavored. Wow! There's no wow. actual barbecue Good job. Um, really? So Ray's and Don, past Don, have one. Well, two, it's together, a, a
0: family things. And family they're thing. they're even sharing a microphone. They're
2: working together, aren't they? I
0: all right. Well, thank you, Sebastian, <laughs> for putting all that hard work into that. Uh, you know, you it just like a can of spam. You took a bunch of mysterious things, crammed them all together, and shared them with the the your best friends. <laughs> yes. So uh, now Don Eckert. Uh, You've been on Guam a long time. Hormel and Spam have been a big part of Guam culture all the way back to World War II. When's the first time you had Spam?
1: I remember it clearly. It was 1979. It was the month of June, and I was going to get married, and uh, our family, the guys, all went up into the jungle in Epan, and we were going to... um, Uh, catch coconut crab which at that time were really huge they were really just uh, first time I had done it and uh, what we did is we took coconut we cut that coconut opened it up and strapped it to a big rock the coconut crab would come surround it and they wouldn't give it up and you were able to catch them pretty good so as it took quite a while to hike up uh, there we all had headlights on it was nighttime and after we had collected we all sat down and all of a sudden somebody took out a bag plastic bag or some sort of bag and there was food in it I thought oh this is gonna be great and what it was was spam and so somebody had a big knife opened it up and cut it just like that pass it out and I'd have to say that I was uh, surprised but Maybe I was just really super hungry or something like that, but I chowed it down and have not had a problem since.
0: All right. Well, um, probably had a lot of spam since that time. I mean...
1: Not, 40, not 30 40, 40 year 40 years not a lot but uh, I've had my share yeah yeah my my favorite is uh when it's fried with uh corn tortillas
0: ooh that's actually ooh. Yeah. I
1: I like that yep yeah. a lot
0: of people here <sighs> like the spam fried rice at Shirley's uh, yes. which Shirley had her own her picture on the spam can for a while mm. uh, back when she was alive so all right well we are going to be uh talking about and uh, uh, enjoying some spam but uh I want to show you guys here, just a second. It's all about presentation here. And so for a listening audience, it's the theater of the mind, as uh, we say in the biz. Um, but I, we're going to do a little a little taste test. Not only are we going to play What's in My Coffee, which we're all enjoying our drinks, but we're also going to play What's in My Spam. Mm. And... Um, yeah, this is this is going to smell great in here, Chris. Mm-hmm. But I have four types of Spam, <laughs> and we're each going to get to have a little sample. And basically, we're going to be looking at um, appearance, aroma, taste, texture, and then is it Typhoon worthy? If you have to put together a Typhoon kit, would you have this kind of spam in your typhoon kit so what we're going to do is we're going to we we've got it kind of staged here but we're going to need to take a little break to hand out the spam so listeners stick around these guys aren't going anywhere either and we'll be back after this short break with our what's in my coffee and what's in my spam stick around more live till five after this a little more live till 5. It is Friday, February 22nd, episode 304. 334 in the afternoon. Some of our listening audience, they like spam. Some might not. And some, maybe they don't know why they like it or don't like it. They don't have it enough. But we're playing a little What's in My Spam. And we have four different kinds of spam. Four varieties of spam. These are not off-brand potted meats. This is not Red Devil potted meat. This is not uh, uh, oxen Palm, anything like that. This is actually spam. Here's some varieties to choose from. I'm not going to tell you which ones. We have four here. There's classic, hot and spicy with Tabasco, jalapeno with black pepper, low sodium, spam light, which is 33% fewer calories, oven roasted turkey, hickory smoked, spam spread, spam bacon, spam cheese, spam garlic, spam teriyaki, spam chorizo, spam macadamia nut, or spam... Tosino, all right, so there you go, so mm. uh and the main things you're looking at appearance, aroma taste texture, and whether or not it's typhoon worthy Sebastian, what did you think of the taste of that spam?
2: you know what it tasted a little odd, a little I think it tasted a little teriyaki flavor in there with a mm-hmm. slight hint of green permanent marker, but you know, I'm not <laughs> sure, yeah, like, well, that's, that's just a shot in the dark um, but so appearance. Other than the unnatural uh, oddity added to it, um, it looked it looked good, like, like hey, it, it looks like looks, spam. Yeah, it looks like something you would eat, some sort of meat.
0: Okay, would you put it in your typhoon packet?
2: Absolutely not.
0: No. Not no no. Your <laughs> wife would not let you have that in the house <laughs> when there's no power. And okay, all Maybe right, another spam. Okay, Joe, what about the taste, texture, appearance, aroma?
4: I don't know what it was. It was um, the texture. I like Spam when it's fried, so I wasn't a huge fan of the texture. Mm-hmm. But the taste was good. Yeah. So I think it is Typhoon worthy if I have my gas uh, grill. Well, okay, like a, like that's totally. tabletop grill thing. Sure, was sure. that, propane or but- butane? Butane.
0: Yeah. yeah, a little camp stove. Yeah. Yeah, got it. Okay. With some rice. Ray's professional Spam eater. I
3: think I need to try another piece.
0: All right, here you go. He's He's actually going in for seconds, people. That's right. Nice little chunks here, beautifully yeah, that, displayed. To, Maybe yeah. we can get our uh, staff photographer to take a picture too. of the presentation cuz <laughs> really the food here is is something that's that's worth remembering. Okay, so rays, aroma, appearance, taste, texture, and is it typhoon worthy? What do you think?
3: I think it's typhoon worthy. I mean, kids lead it. Yeah? Um I think it the flavor might be oof, it might be teriyaki or tosino. I'm not too sure. But. Okay. Pretty good.
0: All right. Okay. And uh, Pastor Don Eckert, yours is gone. W- what did you think of it?
1: I thought it was great. I'd uh, definitely put it on the uh, on the uh, packing list, and I'd, I'd have it for sure.
0: Okay. And what flavor do you think it is? I mean, it's got an interesting flavor it profile. Did. It
1: had a little uh, spice of some sort, mm-hmm. and I, I think I'd go with uh, um, Tocino.
0: Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to give you guys the big reveal here. Just for the listening audience, I'm not just playing a joke on these guys. I ate some too. I think it's really good. It's got a little extra seasoning to it, rather than just regular spam, and it's a little darker colored, slightly darker. So instead of it just being that normal spammy color, um, it has a it has like a hint of like a hint of red to it. It is the teriyaki spam, and uh, the cool thing is um, you can use on the back of each spam can, it gives you a little recipe. And this is breakfast masubi. You can use this for breakfast masubi, which would be really good. Uh, Masubis are very tasty. And I learned this year that the reason Masubi are the shape they are is because they use the spam can to pack it in. That's why masubi turns out that shape. Oh. A lot of times, that's how people prepare it. So it's. Uh, I think we even sell these down in the cafeteria. So that was that was spam number one. We're going to be all spammed out by the end of the show. Chris is really jealous. You really? So, oh, you put bacon with this. So. You this can. You're, You're really can.
2: spamming us with spam
0: here, man. I know, I know. Okay, so now we're going for sample number <laughs> two. Like Watch bacon. out for the green dye. Nice. Um, I'll go first since I got the first bite here.
5: <laughs> hmm.
0: Appearance, a little lighter in color. Aroma, not a strong flavor at all. It Sm- uh, smells like ham. It actually tastes like ham, it just tastes like a good ham. Um, texture, Not too dense, a little bit um, fluffier than spam. I don't know how to say it. A little more, has a little more air bubbles in it. But uh, actually, overall, very typhoon worthy. And I think the teriyaki, by the way, is typhoon worthy for sure. Uh, Sebastian, what do you think?
2: Yeah, this one is typhoon worthy. Um, I enjoy it. It's actually a little bit lighter uh, spam taste, I think. So that's why I'm going with the spam light. I I believe it's a spam light um yeah so. and you, you
4: said it is typhoon worthy. yeah okay joe what do you think i agree with sebastian i think it's spam light it tastes like regular spam to me but i don't know just
2: not as much of a punch of,
4: yeah, yeah the flavor is not quite there yeah but it's good uh, typhoon worthy for sure
0: yeah what do you think race delicious yeah i think it, I, uh, it's my favorite one of the two so far i
1: think it's the less sodium
0: Okay, all right, and pa- Pastor Don.
1: Yeah, less to me. It seemed like less sodium. I've had that kind before. Mm-hmm. Very good with uh, fried rice. And yeah,
0: yeah. This would be good for breakfast tomorrow morning. Correct. Some eggs and rice. Okay, well, let me give the big reveal here. I think you're going to be surprised. It's a, actually yeah. a spam bacon. You yeah, oh, know, really? maybe that was so wow. good. Yep. Oh. yep. Well, and you can make a wow. s- a, a s- spam LT instead of a bacon less than tomato. It's spam lt sizzling pork and mmm is what it mm. says on the back spam there you go all right now we're gonna hand out uh, sample number three <laughs> specimen number three here
4: i'll have to try that
0: the the, the that. only thing i think Made is not appetizing really is the fluid that comes out of the can with the spam mm-hmm. but without that you'd have a dry piece can of I take meat this so. home? <laughs> possibly if you win the contest
3: What's the, what's the contest? I
0: that. I'm just kidding. There's no... Okay. The number three contest. here. Number three does not taste like pork. So turkey? It might be turkey. It might be the turkey. I don't remember which ones <laughs> are which. I didn't really pay attention. I was just slicing up spam. Um, It's got a very good flavor. It's not too salty. It does not have a strong canned meat flavor at all, which those who hate canned meats know what i'm talking about um wow this would be good even not during a typhoon you could you could dice this up for a lot of different things it tastes like the chicken chunks in a chicken pot pie is what it tastes like to me so definitely definitely typhoon worthy what do you think sebastian
2: yeah i think i mean you even said it, i think this is a chicken the chicken uh spam oh yeah um that's the best thing i could think of as far as yep. this um, hmm. I don't like it as much as the previous one, so I'm not gonna call it Stormworthy. Okay, what do you think, Joe?
4: I like it. Yeah, I think it's chicken too. Maybe like uh, make a chicken salad or something <coughs> like that with this. Just yeah, this up.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. What do you think, Grace?
3: Turkey. I get, is there a spam turkey? There, I think there was. Like actually. Yes. roasted turkey. Yes, there is. Yeah. Spam
0: turkey and spam oven roasted turkey. Is there turkey. a chicken two one? Kinds.
2: Maybe I meant the ter- turkey. I don't know. They're both the same to me.
0: Yeah, I don't think there's a chicken one. Okay, so I'm going with the, to, I'm going to turkey. turkey. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> nah. Oven roasted turkey. Because chicken does not exist. Yeah. All, right. <laughs> All right. All right. And Ray's would you It's okay. You don't it's not as it's salty not as, and hammy yeah, as the it's others.
3: Not, it's not spam. Hammy. Yeah.
0: And so it doesn't taste like it's spam that's not really spam. Yeah. It's exactly. in the shape of spam. So yeah. it's the mystery meat. Of, of mystery <laughs> meats, that's a that's like a double. It's a double helix uh, collapsing on itself. Okay, Don, uh, yeah, what do you think?
1: I I wouldn't put it on my list because it just doesn't have the yeah. <clears throat> something's just missing there. Punch. So yeah, the punch is missing. Like so, the
4: spice or just not spam? It just doesn't
1: seem like spam. So I'm gonna go with a uh, okay. Uh, other than spam, spam.
0: This seems like something that um. People that uh, it's there. It's the gateway spam. It's <laughs> the spam. <laughs> it's the spam you eat to get you hooked on real spam. This is the spam. <laughs> it's gateway spam. It is the oven roasted turkey spam, and you can slice it up and uh, throw it on a salad. Is the uh, little the little uh, recipe on the back there? So that was number three. Mm-hmm. Gateway spam, oven roasted turkey. Here we go, number four. Sorry, Chris, I left a spam knife on your desk there. That was a message. So you can defend yourself. Um, okay, because we we're gonna going. have we're gonna have crazy fans coming up here trying to get some free spam, but we're not gonna let them in. Titus already wants to okay. He
4: just texted me. <laughs> mm, okay. All
2: right.
0: All right. Here, take that. If this isn't chorizo spam. This one I'm gonna... has a stronger smell. Similar taste to the bacon one, but a stronger smell. Um, Woo, kind of hits you after. Yeah, about 10 seconds after you've eaten it, I think you realize what the ingredients are. And since I know which one hasn't been chosen yet, I'm going to refrain from uh, <laughs> mentioning what, because I already know what it is oh, now. But nice. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that
2: there you go, race. Got to eat all so, of it. So, uh, Sebastian, what does it taste like? What do one you think? Bite. Um, I think this is the spam attempt of spicy, or of some sort. Um, I don't remember which option that was you had, but there's definitely a bit more uh, spice, mm-hmm. sp- spice action going on in this uh, meat. So I'm. G- well, um, would you put it in your typhoon once again? I don't think so. I think I'd still go with the. With I just bacon load on. it. I load my preparedness kit full of the uh, bacon spam. Yeah. So. Okay. All right, Joe. What do you think? <clears throat> It's like
4: Tabasco or the jalapeno one. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to lean with Tabasco. Wow. Would Did you
0: put this in your uh, Typhoon yeah. Typhoon kit? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. What about you, race?: No. Would you, you don't want to be trapped in a small no. house no. with no this power one. or water Bad. and your three boys <laughs> <laughs> you do cans like of this? Really? No?
4: Not eat the whole thing. Uh, you you had got had the one. biggest chunk, too. You got a chunk bite. the
0: size of a musubi.
3: So, what, what does it taste like, it? like
0: to you? I mean, you're the you're the expert on spam. Here. I don't know
3: if I'm the expert, but it doesn't. Da- try again.
0: Yep, still is <laughs> it the smell? Is it is it the aroma? Is it the taste? Is it the texture? The appearance? Because the appearance of the last three are almost identical. So the only one that has looked to be different was teriyaki. It's the
3: taste. Yeah, it has a little has that? a little something. What is that?
0: Pastor Don, what do you think?
1: I think that that should be taken off. That's the, what I'm uh, saying. <laughs> the, the spam list. Really? Yeah, I, I, I don't you, like. You that. really
0: had an adverse reaction to it.
1: <laughs> I don't
0: know I, I'm still eating it. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it like it's napkin. like watching a, a. You know. Okay. Well. I wouldn't
1: put that one on.
0: You wouldn't. No. Okay. So it seems like we're unanimous. We all like the bacon a lot, mm-hmm. yeah, and then favorite. the teriyaki we all seem to like pretty well. It, it's a little spicy. The turkey one. Um, not so much. I like turkey. Okay, I thought it was all right. But this one maybe unanimously none of us love it. I can't I imagine it was okay, being... actually. Joe like okay. I don't hate well, it. Well, wait, now but... I know who to send the leftovers home.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know the bacon I'll one the bacon made bacon is one. is made with real hormel bacon. Oh. So, you know, yeah. you tie a little bit go. of something good in there. And... Right.
0: <laughs> so, they basically so bacon is a piece of a pig that is usable. And then what they do is they take pieces of pig that aren't usable, put it in a can, and tell you it's usable now. And that's that's uh, bacon Spam. Yep. Anyway, this was garlic Spam. Uh, and it kind of uh, hits you after oh, it's been garlic. in your mouth for a little bit. You feel the, 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 yeah, you the, you like. the scent just <laughs> overwhelms you. Yes. There you go. And they have a, a recipe on the back, Spam Pizza. Mm. So you can uh, cube it up, put it on pizza with mozzarella and mushrooms. I changed my mind. I'll take that. Yeah, you can have it. Uh, this one you can definitely <laughs> you can ha- have. That. You can have that one. That one I could smell through the, the Ziploc the bag. Spam
4: of my people.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, overall, this the, the, we, we need. We need to talk about these drinks here because um, uh, before we get too far, oh, yeah. we did have Jeremy Wendell and his crew of baristas went out of their way to make us. These wonderful drinks and the hub is open every Monday through Friday, seven thirty a.m. to four PM. Best little coffee shop on Guam. Coffees, teas, baked goods. It's just an awesome place. Uh, I have drink number one. It's definitely a tea, an iced tea. With a hint of sweet. I think it's um, possibly like a vanilla tea or something, but we'll do the big reveal here in a second. Sebastian, what does yours taste like?
2: Yes, yeah, it's mine is a clear, um, it's in a clear container. It's iced uh, nice creamy looking chocolate in the uh, floating around. And uh, well, it was, I drank it all like during that entire segment, but it's a very good n- hot chocolatey taste, but how did that match hot. up with the garlic spam? So, well, I don't know. I took one little tiny piece of the garlic spam and then mm. I uh, have deleted it from my memory. So, <laughs> <clears throat> so you have an iced chocolatey drink. I think, yes, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it, because it's, It tastes like hot chocolate, but it's cold. Therefore, it can only be the chilled chocolate.
0: Okay. That's one of our most famous drinks. Uh, Joe, what does your drink taste like?
4: Well, there's definitely coffee in it because I feel uh, like I got more energy now. I think it's just a plain iced coffee drink, which is fine by me because it's good.
0: Yep, just straight-up iced coffee, maybe with a little cream in it or something? Yeah, Is it um, sweet? cream
4: and sugar. Definitely
3: okay. cream and okay. sugar in it, but like a okay. regular iced coffee.
0: Okay, great. Uh, Ray's, what about yours?
3: Mine was calamansi.
0: Yep, just straight-up iced calamansi drink?
1: It was delightful.
0: Yes, great. It goes good with a with great. a nice little spam, uh, yep. spam tray. All right, and uh, Pastor Don?
1: I think mine was uh, like a velvet red velvet. It looked just like a velvet cake and uh, had a... <laughs> Uh, topping, like a whipped cream <laughs> topping is delicious.
2: Okay.
0: All right. Well, here's the big reveal for our listening audience. They're sitting on the edge of their seats. I have the Ginger Twist Tea Sweetened, which is a delightful pairing with the Oven Roasted Turkey Spam. Calamansi um, Fruit Splash is number two. Mm-hmm. Hey, got number it. three, Red Velvet Frap. Number four, Chilled Chocolate. Mm. Number five, which Chris is drinking, the orange dulce tea sweetened. And number six, the iced vanilla latte is what uh, Joe has there. So, well, guys, we're going to take a very short break here. And uh, when we come back, I'm going to wrap up this hour. But I have a few spam poems I might get into this hour or maybe next hour. But I need to take a short break to kind of reset things. Listeners, don't go away. We have a few more minutes in this hour and a whole nother hour of Live Till 5 after that. So stick around more Live Till 5 after this short break. And we're back with the last few minutes of this first hour of Live Till 5. It's 3.53 here at the KMG Studios. February 22nd, Friday afternoon for the live broadcast. We got Don, Rays, and Joe still in studio. And I just wanted to, because we're in the, the spam mood, I wanted to read a few poems uh, kind of to take this to an existential level. Um, existential experiences are one of the side benefits of having a uh, talk radio program. So... Here's some, you can actually look up Spam Poetry. And this is from the website called Other Spam Poetry. So it's not even the first Spam Poetry website. There's like a second one. And some of these are pretty good. Um, I might share some of these in the second hour as well. This one's just a simple little one. I like Spam. It is neat. I can keep it on my feet. When I want a bite to eat, I just have to lick my feet. That's... uh. <laughs> Uh, here's a simple little one that you could actually make as a bumper sticker. Spam. The gel is swell. You know, it's the gel that kind of comes in there. Uh, how about this? Um, so there it is. Plentiful in its own way. A monument to industrial society. Meat in a can. The sustainer of man. Silly of us to think that prior to this industrial age, a meal came from the heart. Many things indeed come to pass. It's kind of a sublime poem here. How about this one? <clears throat> this is written more like a, kind of a hymn. Uh, spam, O oh ye, of processed beef and or pork and or poultry, that comes in a cool tin can that you open with a key, that's the old days, uh, that flops out in a fabulously perfect pre-formed lump all shining with synthesized meat juices, maybe. O oh, Spam. With that great taste of non-meat, you cause my heart to speed, my knees to shake, and my skin to become clammy. You make me become short of breath to convulse and have massive failures of pancreas, arteries, and liver. And so in final salute to you, Spam, uh, my eternal king. Others can keep their click, cam, or spork, but I'll keep my Spam. I just won't eat it. That's a Someone spent some serious time putting gear of those. It's very
3: deep.
0: They dropped you know? some serious mm-hmm. pros there. So, uh, guys, as we go into the last three, four minutes, I appreciate you coming up today. You're good sports. Hopefully, uh, you know, you have pleasant memories of this uh, later on. And uh, I'll send you with some. I have some fine parting gifts uh, for you that might or might not be half half uh, open Kansas of spam. <laughs> but uh, as we have this next uh, two or three minutes here, Joe, what are you doing this weekend? Knowing that now there's a storm and things got maybe a little simpler for you. I am
4: doing schoolwork.
0: Oh, yeah. Writing
4: papers.
0: Yeah. What classes are you taking right now?
4: Uh, this weekend, I am going to be working on my photography class and then Pacific Cultures.
0: Okay. All right. So. Great. And, uh, Ray's one, you can share with your classmates that now at least you are a spam expert. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Ray's. what are you doing this weekend
3: um, got my sandbags good to go, yeah, from the last storm, so and that's all situated. Probably tie some stuff down just in case, but yeah, maybe make crazy. a
0: little spam bacon fried rice there tomorrow morning.
3: Some musubi. Yeah. There you
0: go. All right, and uh, Pastor Don, what are you doing this weekend?
1: Well, uh, tonight we'll uh, secure house and uh, church, and then uh, tomorrow finish up message on. Mark chapter six for Guahan on uh, church on Sunday. We'll make a call, probably uh, Saturday, uh, sometimes Saturday, concerning whether church is on or off. But uh, I'm hoping that we can continue.
0: Great. And if someone is down in Epan, Telefofo area and they want to visit your church, when do you guys? When are your services?
1: We have uh, Sunday morning at ten o'clock, and then we have. Uh, Sunday evening, 6 p.m., we have a family seminar, and then uh, Wednesday uh, night, we have a Bible study.
0: Great. And where are you located?
1: Down in Epan, Route 4, right past the uh, mobile Epan uh, Mobile and Epan Village Mart.
0: Awesome. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate all you guys coming up here. Lawrence is off-island. I was looking to do something huge, and uh, that's pretty much what this episode was. I really feel like we made radio history together today, guys. So thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks and for uh, you having us. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for coming up. And listening audience, thank you for sticking around and being with us this first hour. We have a whole nother hour of Live Till 5 coming up. And guess what it's about? meat in a can. More spam information, including uh, some history of spam and some some interesting personal connection to the canned meat industry. I know not everyone can say that, but I can. So I'm going to share that with you in the second hour. So I want to make sure that you get that story. Now, this whole hour, actually both hours of Live Till 5, can be listened to not only from 3 to 5 in the live broadcast, but you can listen to the rebroadcast Saturdays from noon to 2 or Sunday nights from 7 to 9 p.m. So you can catch us on The Rebound, Saturdays noon to 2, Sundays 7 to 9 p.m. on 88.1 FM or online, khmg.org, or download the podcast. Let us know you're listening through our Facebook page, Harvest Family Radio Guam. We love to hear from you. Come back in the second hour, more spam talk, and uh, you're listening to... K- Live till 5 here on KHMG, 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio, Barrigada Guam. Stick around for SRN News in a second hour of Live till 5. The second hour of Live Till 5 is 4.04 p.m. here on Friday, February 22nd. The broadcast is Live Till 5. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. Episode 304, broadcasting high top the campus of Harvest Ministries from the worldwide headquarters of KHMG 88.1 FM Harvest Family Radio. Glad you're with us. Now, if you were listening to the first hour, we were talking about spam, and we weren't just talking about it. We were experiencing it in 4d so we weren't just looking at it and smelling it and touching it we actually ate some of it we tried four different kinds turkey oven roasted turkey teriyaki garlic and bacon and the only person that liked the garlic spam was joe sarni all of us liked the bacon spam and we were 50 50 on the the teriyaki spam and then i'm the only one that liked the turkey spam i think but Anyway, we were able to send some leftovers home with those guys. So hopefully their friends and family are grateful that uh, they came on the show today and enjoyed some of those treats. And for those kids in the listening audience that have never had Spam before, maybe this opened your world up a little bit. Just open your eyes. And next time you're at the grocery store with your parents, you can say, Mother, perchance may we buy one can of Spam? It's on sale. And uh, yeah, give it a try. It's Some of it's better than others. Now, we ate it cold- And raw. So we ate it right out of the can. Uh, Most people prefer to fry their Spam or cook it in some form, dice it up. So most people don't just eat one big room temperature chunk of Spam. So anyway, according to Wikipedia, Spam... It's a brand of canned cooked meat made by Hormel Foods Corporation. It was first introduced in 1937 and gained popularity worldwide after its use during World War II. By 2003, Spam was sold in 41 countries and six continents, trademarked in over 100 countries, not including the Middle East and North Africa. According to its label, Spam's basic ingredients are pork with ham meat added, salt, water, modified potato starch, a binder, sugar, sodium nitrate, and as a preservative. Natural gelatin is formed during cooking. In its tins, on the production line, many have raised concerns over Spam's nutritional attributes, in large part due to its high content of fat, sodium, and preservatives. Other than that, it's really good for you. Back to the Wikipedia here. By the early 1970s, the name Spam became a genericized trademark. used to describe any canned meat product containing pork, such as pork luncheon meat. With the expansion in communication technology, it became the subject of urban legends about mystery meat and other appearances in pop culture. So you have a lot of different uses of spam, of course, and it goes way back to World War II. And actually, here, there's a little article in Wikipedia, a little paragraph or two here, just about Guam and the Northern Marianas. It says here, in Guam, average per capita consumption is sixteen ten cans per year. 16 tins of spam per year. That's more than one a month. Right, So it's one a month plus maybe one extra one on each big holiday. It also is found on the McDonald's menu here. And the spam games also take place in Guam where locals sample and honor the best original homemade spam recipes. In the northern Mariana's Islands, lawyers from Hormel have threatened to sue the local press for publishing articles alleging ill effects of high spam consumption on the health of the local population. Very interesting. Yeah, spam's a big deal here. But they have it in, of in, uh, course, all over Asia. And then, of course, it's, it's become quite the cultural icon. You can see spam logo clothing and things like that. Spam bumper stickers everywhere. Spam celebrations in Austin, Minnesota... Home of the Spam Museum. The museum tells the history of the Hormel Company, the origin of spam and its place in world culture, including Hawaii, where spam is eaten by daily by locals. Austin is also the local the location of final judging in the national spam recipe competition. Competing recipes are collected from winning submissions and at the top forty state fairs in the nation. The Spamettes are a quartet from Austin who only sing about spam in parodies of popular songs. They performed their first Spam Jam in 1990 and continue to perform at various events. I don't know if I'd want to go to Spam Jam 2019. Hawaii holds an annual Spam Jam in Waikiki. During the last week of April, the small town of Shady Cove, Oregon, is home to the annual Spam Parade and Festival. The city allocates $1,500 for that. The spam was a yearly festival held around April Fool's Day in Austin, Texas. The theme of spam a was gentle parody of Spam rather than a straightforward celebration. Uh, let's see here. And at the the event at the heart of the festival was a Spam cook-off that originated as a challenge to produce the most appetizing recipe for the meat. A rule of the event was contestants had to be prepared to eat a Spam dish if requested by a judge. festival included lighting Uh, light sporting activities musical acts in addition to the cook-off now the nutritional information about spam this is one of those things that the the health conscious folks listening right now are like yeah but isn't it bad for you well let's see the ingredients of spam vary but spam classic ingredients are pork ham salt water potato starch sugar sodium nitrate serving size is about 100 grams and there are 340 grams in a can. So that's three and a half servings per can. Uh, there are 310 calories. There's 13 grams of protein. 27 grams of total fat. 10 of those grams are saturated fat. Three grams of carbs. So it's kind of a low carb option there. 1,369 uh, milligrams of Sodium, that's 50%, 57% of your daily value. So you eat one slice of Spam, just one, less than a third of a can of Spam, and you have 57% of your sodium intake for the day. So these guys that just helped me with this taste test, they got in 100% of their sodium intake for the day. And all I can say to that is, you're welcome. Uh, cholesterol, 70 milligrams, that's 23% of your daily value. It also has vitamins and minerals. Now, this is something you need to keep in mind when you're eating your Spam because it, it is worth something. Like there's 1% of your vitamin C, 1% of your calcium, 5% of your iron, 3% of your magnesium, 9% of your potassium, 12% of your zinc, and 5% of your copper is all available in a can of traditional Spam in one, in one uh, sampling. Have you ever had a loco moco with Spam? Yeah, I think that's pretty good. So I went fishing one time at Tarzan Pools. So we were all down there using the rope swing and a bunch of kids from the youth group were, or no, it was just me and my boys. We hiked down there. That's what it was. And we took a couple fishing poles. And what we did is we took some fishing line. We didn't take our poles. We took fishing line and a couple water jugs, uh, water bottles, like 12 ounce water bottles. We tied the string onto the water bottle. We did like a little jug line while we swam around. And I put, um, uh, I think I put uh, calamari on uh, one of the hooks, maybe a hot dog on one of the hooks. And then we took down a little, um, made a little fire, and we cooked up some food. And I had taken some Spam, and we fried up some Spam. When we were done eating, I put a little piece of the fried Spam on the end of a hook and put it on a little jug line there in Tarzan Pools, and that jug went underwater, and I pulled it out, and I had a decent-sized uh, freshwater eel was chomping away on that Spam. They didn't like the the uh, calamari, and they didn't like whatever the other bait was I was using, but it loved the fried Spam. So local eels like local food. I have a personal connection. I'm going to talk a little bit more about Spam and canned meats and things like that, but I have two stories. One, my wife's grandfather, Curtis... He took me fishing when I was a young man, and uh, I was probably about 16, 17 years old. I worked for his landscaping company, and one day he decided to take the day off. So we decided to go fishing. And uh, Curtis was, um, you know, just kind of a, a, a farm boy from Alabama, grew up, worked at the Ford Motor Company assembly plant. And um, on the weekends and evenings, he had a little landscape business, and he was just a good old boy from Alabama. He wore bib overalls with no shirt underneath, so that was just his, his style, and we would ride around in his pickup truck, and we went fishing one time, and um, he stopped, and we got some bait, some worms, night crawlers, and we got to the fishing location, and he took the, there was an old butter knife on the, on the dashboard of the truck. And he took it and he cut the worm in half and then he wiped the knife off on his bib overalls and he put the knife back on the dashboard and we went fishing. We didn't catch anything. Then it was time for lunch and he pulled out a can of Vienna sausages. That's one type of canned meat. Then he pulled out a can of red red devil uh, potted meat, which is like a spreadable spam basically. And then he took out, there was a bread bag that had a few pieces of white bread and then he took the knife off the dashboard and spread the potted meat on the white bread. And then there was some mustard somewhere in the truck. I don't even know where the mustard came from. He squirted some mustard on there, folded it in half like a taco, and it was a potted meat, mustard, white bread taco having been spread on with the uh, bait knife. And he ate it, and he liked it. And you know what? I think I ate one too because I was hungry and I am 16 and I didn't care. But that was my first experience i had never had spam before i'd never had anything like that so even potted meat was a big big step for me still don't like vienna sausages myself but but then later on had spam had it in the military had it you know various places here on guam of course have eaten spam and other things like that And, and i like it especially in fried rice things like that but we moved away for two years 2009 2010 we lived in new hampshire and for one of those two years I was in a place, Dublin, New Hampshire, and we lived in the parsonage of the church I was pastoring. And the parsonage had been originally the family home of Mister. Nelson Blount. Nelson Blount had raised his kids there. He was the one who started the school that was the same property as the church I was pastoring, and and he was uh, <clears throat> had been kind of a, a an industrial magnet uh, post World War II. I was going to read a little bit about his company, Blount Fine Foods, formerly known as Blount Seafood. is a prepared foods and soup manufacturer, produces wholesale frozen and fresh soups under the Blount brand, as well as Panera and Legal Seafoods. Blount Seafood Corporation was founded by F. Nelson Blount. That's whose house we lived in whose family was involved in the shellfish industry from eight, from the 1880s. In 1938, hurricanes devastated the oyster business in Narragansett Bay. Blount helped introduce the Bay Quahog, which is a hard shell clam, as a source of protein during the Second World War. In 1946, he entered the food processing industry and consolidated several smaller shellfish firms to found the company, which provided chopped clams to soup manufacturers throughout the United States, including Campbell's Soups. The corporation changed the name from to Blount Fine Foods in 2008. Todd Blount served as the president and CEO uh, since 2000, third generation Blount family to lead the company. 2004 Blount Fine Foods expanded from the Warren location to include headquarters facility in Falls River. So and they're they're kind of a big big high-tech green industry type company, but it was neat to know a little bit of that story and that Basically, he had made his fortune, his family's fortune, by selling clam bits to Campbell's Soup Company and things like that doing canned meat. So, not exactly the same as spam, but it's kind of the same industry, right? So, anyway, that's my personal connection to it. I want to take a short break. When I come back, a little more talk about the canned foods that we all enjoy. So, stick around more live till five after this short break. We're back with a little more Live Till 5. Glad to have you with us. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host. Episode 304 on this Friday, February 22nd. If you missed part of the show or you just want to listen to it over and over again, you can download the podcast from khmg.org or listen to our rebroadcast, Saturdays, noon to 2, Sunday nights, 7 and 9 p.m. Didn't want to make a little public service announcement. Now it is Friday afternoon, February 22nd. And even though there is a storm approaching, we're going to go into Condition Readiness 2 sometime, if not already. Condition Readiness 2 is upon us. But this evening, after talking to experts in the field, an expert in the field, we decided to keep the faculty recital on schedule this evening. So 7 p.m. here at Harvest Christian Academy in the Harvest Auditorium, our annual faculty recital will be going on, and there's gonna be some great entertainment. Some of it's funny, some of it's classical, some of it is just amazing, and there's an art show. And we're using this as a fundraiser for the Harvest Christian Academy Fine Arts Department. And it starts at 7 p.m. There is a charge at the door, students five dollars, adults ten dollars, or a whole family twenty dollars. And this again is going to a good cause. It's helping us strengthen our fine arts areas of our school, and so that's why it's a faculty recital. Normally, everything as far as the school school performances and things don't cost anything, but because it's the faculty, it's not the students having to perform, and it's it's an optional event. And tonight, you might have found yourself a little free time on your hands. Maybe another event you were scheduled to go to was canceled, like a sports event or a soccer match or something like that. Come on over to the faculty recital. For $20, you can get your whole family in, and uh, it'll be a great time. And it starts at 7 p.m. here in the Harvest Auditorium. And if you know some of our faculty members, you know just how talented they are and what a blessing it is to come and enjoy that. So just want to put in that... uh, plug for that because you might have found yourself a little free time on this Friday night the 22nd. So, that's that. Um now Chris you had a poem earlier. Um spam is something we're talking about obviously because we're dedicating 2 hours to it. Yeah. Um here's a spam poem that it, it I don't know if it rivals the poem you wrote, but this one is from someone named Ivy on the more spam poem website spam is jiggly spam is wiggly it's great with mustard but not with custard spam is meat so let's all eat simple gets the point across the not with custard part i think is it's just pointing out that it's not for everyone or all the time but it's really a pretty profound
5: and, and really, if you think about it, what else rhymes with mustard? That's true. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. what, where else were they going to go? That's with true.
0: That? They, as soon as they said that they were locked in, they probably yeah. were writing it in ink and they just couldn't yeah. go back and change that, you know? Yeah. So, anyway, hey, uh, let's talk about something a little more uh, real here for a minute because we all know spam's not totally real. Um, let's talk about the news. What's happening in the news today?
5: Well, a couple of things. I did want to mention that uh, for this Friday afternoon, 4 p.m. We are in core two as of 4 p.m. Friday afternoon. Now, if you're listening to the rebroadcast on Saturday or Sunday, we're either uh, in the midst of the storm or the storm has passed us or whatever it, the case may be. But uh, the uh, 4 p.m. Uh, designation is condition of readiness too. But I want to talk about some national, international news, particularly international news. Things happening in South America. Those were among the main or the top stories on srnnews.com. These stories are from that uh, website. SRN News is our news provider here. As President Nicolas Maduro deploys missiles and infantrymen to Venezuela's borders, he's bracing for what he claims to be a U.S. coup plot disguised as humanitarian aid. So that gives you an idea of where his mind is at and his mental state at this point. Wow. His opponents are rallying their own troops as well, but different kinds of troops. Nurses, doctors, engineers, and uh, other folks from within the communities have volunteered by the thousands. They're hoping to distribute food and medicine in the face of a government ban. The Citizen Brigade is one of the most ambitious undertakings Venezuela's opposition has attempted so far. The plan is to bring tons of food and medicine into the country for sick and malnourished Venezuelans. It's open, uh, it is open defiance of Maduro, who considers it a foreign military intervention. The volunteers anticipate running into roadblocks by soldiers, those soldiers most of which remain loyal to Maduro. They know that their chances of breaking through are slim, but they're undaunted at this point. And uh, opposition leader Juan Guiado uh, has declared himself Venezuela's interim president in an attempt to overthrow Maduro. And he's called for caravans of volunteers to help bring in this aid at this point. Things happening in Nicaragua as well. President Daniel Ortega there says he will restart talks with his opponents More than six months after breaking off the last dialogue and unleashing a round of arrests, Ortega announced Thursday that he hopes to start this new round of talks on uh, next Wednesday. He did not say who exactly would be invited. The previous round in July was attended by student, business, and civic groups organized in the Civic Alliance. Many of the leaders of the 2018 protest that led the talks have been arrested or gone into hiding or exile, so you have a Mm. a similar situation there in Nicaragua, Ortega said, uh, next week's talks will not be with that crowd, quote, unquote, Mm. Uh, referring to the alliance, more than 300 people have been killed since popular protests began in mid-April, triggered by cuts to the Social Security system. Um, I wanted to talk about also that I just thought this was an interesting item. Um, it's been declared Girl Scout Cookie Weekend in New Hampshire. It's apparently a new and mm. uh, exciting thing. Uh, not Spam Weekend. You've though. got
0: my attention, Girl Scout cookies. I I got I got roped into uh, you know, basically a a, a young uh, Girl Scout ambushed me. Oh yeah, with a sign-up list. Yes, four months ago. Wow. Would you like to buy some Girl Scout cookies? And then they put a list in front of you with like a dozen different kinds.
5: Okay.
0: And you just start marking them off. Yeah. And then you get to the end and you have to tally them up. Ten boxes. Ten boxes. How much are they per box? Five dollars a box. Well, now I've got a large gaggle of fifth grade girls standing around me with their jaws, you know, open. Like, I can't believe you just bought ten boxes of cookies. He. He's going to make you Girl Scout of the century, and I couldn't back out. Girl Scout of the century. Yes, so I, yeah, I bought $50 worth of Girl Scout cookies uh, last month. Yikes. You know how eventually you have to pay the piper? Yeah. I had to pay the piper. Oh, she showed goodness. up. She said, I have your Girl Scout cookies. I'm like, oh, I totally forgot. $50. I, need wow. go. I told her, I need to go get my checkbook. So
5: us see if Governor Chris Sununu of New Hampshire will help you out with that. He has made this proclamation uh, earlier this week honoring Girl Scouts for investing in the future of girls. Patricia Mellor, the CEO of Girl Scouts of the Green and White Mountains, that's New Hampshire, yeah. says the cookie program teaches girls five essential skills. Here they are. Goal setting. That's that girl that talked to she, you about have She a high has goal. learned that. Yes, decision making. She yep. knew when she saw you. That's she right. had made a good decision.
0: How to pick out you know someone that obviously likes cookies. Yes, money
5: management, and she had a lot to count. Oh yes, people skills. She apparently she had, had them. that. Yep, and business ethics. That one, you know, she's still, <laughs>
0: she's, she still she's she doesn't have her that. final badge on that one. Yeah. But
5: no, yeah, no, it's no. Well, I mean, hey, as long as she um, made sure that you paid.
0: Yeah, she collected. I paid, and um, now I noticed I was at the grocery store the other day, and I noticed that Keebler now has the same kinds of flavors of cookies that the Girl Scouts have. Oh, really? They have one that's like the coconut Samoa. They have a a mint chocolate. Yeah, they're basically mimicking. They're even the same shape. The like the Girl Scouts thin mint. Keebler's now has a. Mint thin cookie, and then you have wow. the the jo- chocolate covered graham crackers. They have that. They have like five of the popular Girl Scout flavors. Keebler's is going after the girls. Wow, those shame elves. on them! Yes, cutthroat business, the yeah, cookie business.
5: Those Elves have uh, have uh, t- taken a turn. I guess. Yes, yep. they were just happy go lucky in the tree made cookies. That's and right. Now and then they, they're going you know, after the girls. And they Scouts. became
0: a publicly traded entity and now look look at what happened. Wow. So well Chris thanks for uh, sharing the news. Now uh, let me ask you Yes. In Alaska they don't eat spam very much as far as you know.
5: No, I think they probably do. Yeah. I don't I don't I mean I don't I don't eat it straight out of the can like that. Although I've eaten a lot of spam in my day, but usually mm-hmm. it's fried. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
5: Well, I, mean, I guess usually, eating it I've out of the can.
0: Even, we don't eat hardly anything straight out of the can. I've, I've never even seen maybe cling peaches it out or the something. Can. Yeah, so I don't.
5: I don't. When I saw the straight out of the can deal, I was like,
0: not very. Appetizing. Maybe that's not for me. Yeah, well, and you had the privilege of stepping away and coming back in. These guys, they didn't know what hit them. They came in. I did the big reveal. Hey, guys, thanks for coming on the show. We're going to eat raw Spam.
5: You know what I determined a long time ago when I was around some youth group activities that included food games, and they try to guilt you into making food games, is that I determined this. I said, uh, if someone tries to make me do a food game, what I can say is this. How are you going to make me do it? Call a cop? What are you going to do? Exactly. <laughs> hold what are you, you going to do to me? Hold
0: you down and use the jaws of life to hold, so your, said, hold your, look, your clenched jaw open and then drop
5: some no, food in there. There's not going to be any chubby bunny for me. <laughs> there's not going to be any of that. And I thought to myself, <laughs> no this chubby is a decision bunny. I can make in my life. Oh, boy. And I can say, you know what? Call a cop. Yeah, I'd like there to you see go. you try it.
0: There you go. Because I don't have to do that. That's, see, and that and there you go, kids that are listening right now. Yeah. Don't give in to peer pressure. That's the lesson. Yeah. You know, no matter how old you are, just because everyone else is doing it, you don't have to do it. That's right. So, unless you really like spam and then you do it like these guys did. So that's why I picked those guys. I figured they all would like spam, at least some forms of it. Sure. So and that's also why I didn't get any really strange like way out there random things cuz I don't want them to stop being my friend. So, well, um oh yeah, you have your spam poem. Do you do
5: you want me to take us out on the spam yes. poem? Yes, will you
0: please? Because will this, you please in this little segment. This has
5: got us. a balance of my disgust for the game, but also uh it, it, there's
0: is there a, respect a, little, more there? To it. a little respect in there. There's a little more, it. more to it.
5: Okay, all right. It Let's says it. uh the LTF studio is smelly today. Spam is the reason. It won't go away. The spam is squishy. The spam is wet. If you don't know better, you'll think it was made for your pet.
0: (laughs) Oh, boy. That's a great way to end this segment. Chris, thank you. That's Radio Gold. That's just helping us cap off maybe one of the best shows ever. so thank you very much okay. and uh, have a great weekend Chris hopefully you don't have to do too much with uh, weather reports but how often will the weather be reported on the air if we go to it's, core it's gonna, one
5: it's it's going to be at the top and bottom of the hour if we go to core one core two it's just at the top of the hour and uh, so it, and if things change I'll make sure to be great. in here and, and uh, update you
0: okay alright thank yep. you very much Chris Harper listeners stick around we're going to take a short break and be back with the last 20 minutes of Live Till 5 I'm Jared Baldwin your host Episode 304 on this Friday, February 22nd. More Live Till 5 after this. And we're back with a little more Live Till 5. You ever wondered why spam... Was so popular with the Guam population. Well, there was an article written for the Stars and Stripes magazine. Actually, this just came out this week. Why Spam is so popular with with the Chamorro on Guam, Anderson Air Force Base. Aside from Hawaii, there's arguably no other place in the world other than Guam where Spam is more popular. On average, Chamorros eat about 16 tins of Spam each year. And the hot and spicy spam flavor is actually made specifically for the people of Guam. The Chamorros inherited this meal a long time ago and now a regular item found in uh, the pantries of many homes on Guam. Although some people make fun of spam, if we look at the whole world, we'll find that each culture has adapted different ways of surviving hunger. Imagine being held in concentration camp with very meager food or water to consume. Mothers and fathers would find ways to feed their children. Imagine the hunger. Imagine those who are able to survive and, after months and months of unbearable misery, everyone, liberated. everyone was liberated and the process to bring normalcy to the lives of so many people began. The article goes on to say the people of Guam experienced this firsthand. There were no homes to go back to. Many showed signs of malnutrition. and There were refugee camps built. Food rations, including spam, corned beef, and corned beef hash, were passed out by the liberators. They became manna for all the refugees in the camps. These staples became part of the Chamorros' eating pleasures. The tomorrow's and the refugees' camps did not complain. They offered thanksgiving through prayer and worship and through song. The tomorrows sang, telling the stories of current events of each song. The lines expressed so much feeling. Aside from spam, corned beef and corned beef hash uh, clothing handouts such as fatigues, pants, T-shirts, shoes were passed out. The Chamorros were so grateful and, again, gave thanks in prayers. Today, Spam is added to breakfast menus at some of the dining establishments or restaurants around the island, including Shirley's, King's, Denny's, and some other fast food stores. And, of course, they list a few tasty little menu items that you can uh, make at home or order yourself. Nationally, so in the U.S. population as far as uh, spam consumption and the consumption of canned meat in general. So the consumption of canned meat in general here, the measurement number of consumers in millions. Uh, let's see. This year in the U.S., about 95 million people in America eat canned meat. 94.41 million Americans eat canned meat. supposed to go up by 2020 to 96.7 million people in America eating canned meat. And of course, if you're going to eat something, you have to have a place to get it from. And one of those places, Amazon. Here's Amazon's best sellers for packaged and canned meats. The Hormel Complete's Beef pot roast. You can get this online. Spam single classics. They come in like a little packet. Turkey and dressing completes. Keystone Meats all natural canned beef. Valley Fresh natural white chicken cuts pouch. Kirkland signature roast beef in a can. Backroad country pickled smoke Polish sausage.
5: Hmm.
0: Spam classic, of course, in a multi pack. You get uh eight twelve ounce cans for twenty two thirty. That's a very good deal. Caledonian kitchen haggis and lamb. That's a popular thing on Amazon, huh? And then of course some of the uh the ones we talked about in here. Spam oven roasted turkey, twelve ounce can. That's actually popular. You can get a pack of six for thirty dollars. That's five dollars a can. Chata chirillo. Um, not quite sure what that is. Dak premium ham. You'll see those here on Guam sometimes. It's a canned ham. Uh, let's see what else. Boy, this pickled Polish sausage is more popular than I realize. How about La Monica Petite Skungili sliced young tender conch, like from conch shells? You can buy that $24 for four cans of that. Armor hot and spicy Vienna sausages. Kirkland signature chicken breast in a can. Uh, let's see here. Hannah's no pork big pickled sausage 20 count so I guess they come in like little individual packets. Let's see if there's anything that surprises the armor potted meat made with chicken and pork canned pork meat that's just a you know saves them a lot in advertising. Uh, Yoder's real canned bacon. Hmm. It comes in like a camouflage can. Looks like a very manly thing to eat there. My Ling or Ma Ling luncheon meat. That does not sound very good to me. Just to me. And I have low standards, but Ma Ling luncheon meat. Some people might really like that. It's $8.24 a can though. Ready Meats beef stuffed cabbage rolls with gravy. Uh, let's see here. Is there anything else that, that is surprising? They have the trees, those spam on there. Underwood deviled ham spread. That's similar to the potted meat spread I was talking about in my story about Grandpa Curtis. And ready meats, stuffed chicken breast with rice and mushrooms. No preservatives added. Those are some of Amazon's best sellers. And if you've been around Guam for a while, before we take our final break here, um, uh, you will remember the commemorative Liberation Day can of Spam. Spam can label that honored Guam's liberation from Japanese occupation during World War II. It was a picture of two soldiers or Marines or sailors, I'm not sure. They're shirtless military guys with helmets on and a child walking a carabao. And it looks like a vintage photo from the World War II era. And uh, that was on the back of the Spam can. I wonder how many people have collected that. Guam has earned three custom Spam cans designs, hot and spicy with Tabasco, uh, which then expanded in other markets because it became so popular. The most recent custom Guam can had a recipe for Kellegwin on the back. The first custom can sported the recipe for Shirley's fried rice in a partnership with Shirley's Restaurant, according to Quality Distributors sales and marketing manager Edson Lai. The Guam market for Tulip brand luncheon meat has been upwards of 150 to 200 percent growth in the last five years, and according to Micronesian Brokers Incorporated general manager Hermie Queha, uh, uh, ox and palm. The number one corned beef brand on the island is also the fastest growing brand in the Philippines. But the question isn't whether or not tinned luncheon meat is popular. The question is why. And it kind of goes along with the story I mentioned earlier, why it was such a big deal. I was listening to a a vintage radio broadcast, maybe, of uh, the original 570 AM. And I believe one of the early sponsors of some of the media broadcast here, I believe it was radio, was Hormel Company, if I'm not mistaken. It's kind of tied into the history here quite a bit. Let's see what else I have here. Uh, Did you know that canned meat has not always been viewed as an unhealthy thing? Like today, if you said, hey, I'm going to eat a healthy dinner tonight, the last thing you would probably pull out would be a can of spam or potted meat or Something like that. But according to this uh, Adam Savage's Tested.com article, Adam Savage was on Mythbusters. There's an article written by Wesley Finland. This came out a couple of years ago. The invention of canned food in the early 1800s. Decades before Pasteur discovered the heating uh, that heating food kills off bacteria and prevents illness, a French inventor named Nicolas Appert was placing food in glass jars and heating them. His method was sterilizing food. of sterilizing food was pasteurization before anyone knew exactly why pasteurization was effective, and it earned him a 12,000 franc reward from the French Ministry of the Interior in 1810. It was an important invention, but mostly because what came after? A pair's jarring process quickly made its way to the UK, and the hands of another French inventor quickly became the foundation for canning food. Uh, let's see here. BBC's magazine, Lengthy History of the Tin Can, begins with the story of British inventor and businessman Brian Duncan, who bought a patent for a tin food container design to be sealed and heated to preserve food. The inventor behind the patent was a Frenchman named Philippe Girard. Basically kind of goes on and talks about this. they got some vintage cans here. But as you go on, it says, William Warner, surgeon of the ship Vielle de Paris, wrote in 1814 that canned food... Quote, forms a most excellent restorative to convalescence and would often on long voyages save the lives of many men who run into consumption, tuberculosis at sea, for want of nourishment and acute diseases. My opinion, therefore, is that the its adoption, generally a sea, would be most desirable and laudable act, end quote. In Chile, there was a cove named after uh, Duncan, uh, the guy who invented this canning process, and kind of goes on, but basically in the royal navy they used canned foods as a healthy alternative for feeding the men while they're out at sea so i'm going to take one more short break when we come back I want to just talk a little bit about one last little spam fact and then an invitation and a little weather update as well. So stick around. This is episode 304. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host. Friday, February 22nd, 4.48 p.m. here at KHMG. Live till five more after this.
5: Walk with me, Lord. God, walk with me. Walk with me, Lord. God walk with me while I'm on this old tedious journey. I want Jesus to walk with me.
0: And we're back with the last few minutes of live till five. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. Friday, February 22nd, 4:51 p.m. Been talking about spam. Here's a final spam poem, I promise. Roses are red, potatoes are tan. Spam is pink, and it comes in a can. You're welcome. Uh, Finally, some spam hacks, things you can do with spam, because if you're hitting the grocery store, maybe you're trying to get some last-minute supplies just in case there's a power outage. You know, spam is a a long-shelf life food. That's why people always buy it. And then a lot of people just never get around to eating it. But if you have some spam in the cupboard, maybe you want to go with, um, let's see here. There's there's a great article here. I don't know where I got this article from. But uh, it's a bunch of different recipes for using spam. And um, just look up spam hacks. Breakfast spamions, uh, or spash, which is like spam hash. Spamish rarebit. Um, that's kind of a British take on it. Spam burgers. Spam burger with pineapple. The spam Luther burger those that sounds actually pretty good. If you see some of the pictures that they make it look really great. Other spam would be like the spammy melt the Spamoletta. the Spubin. like a Reuben, but with spam. The spam double down so you don't have to even use any bread. Uh, pineapple spam roast, spametti. Spam Getty Carbonara, hmm. Spam Mac and Cheese, or even Spam Wellington if you want to really dress it up. you know. And, of course, you have Spam Chi Fried Rice, which would be like kimchi fried rice, Kung Pao Spam to name a few. And then our local favorite is, of course, uh, Spam Fried Rice. is pretty much universally accepted here on Guam as a very delicious thing. Now, I did want to put out one more invitation to you if your, your plans have changed for the evening, you found yourself with a little free time on your hands, and instead of just sitting around the house, why don't you come to Harvest, 7 p.m., the auditorium, and it does cost a little bit to get in, five for kids, uh, let me pull up my price schedule here, $20 for whole families, and then uh, $10 for adults. And so if you have a family, 20 bucks, get you all in. It's a very inexpensive way to entertain yourself for the evening. Maybe your sports event got canceled and you have some free time on your hands. Come on over to Harvest. We have our faculty recital. It's a fundraiser to raise money for our fine arts department here at Harvest Christian Academy. We don't usually charge for events. We, we try to not do that. But this is one of those occasions where the students aren't involved. It's all faculty and we have a super talented Faculty and staff here at Harvest. Someone's going to be very funny. Someone's going to be very uh, cerebral, classical pieces. You name it. It's going to be great. There's, there's vocal, there's instrumental, there's groups, there's, there's solos, and a little drama as well. So we'd love to have you uh, come and enjoy that. And Chris, what were you thinking about that?
5: Uh well I have uh I have some photos in the art uh portion of That's the program. Right. the so, whole
0: platform is is one giant faculty and staff art show.
5: Yeah, so this year I decided um we talk about it sometimes on the radio and things so I just have just night photography. So neat. just uh, there's just seven images but night photography there. So if you're interested. Yeah. That gives you a little a little something as well absolutely. connecting you to live till five so you
0: can probably come a little early come a little early yeah. like maybe 6 45 get here find a good seat check out the artwork and then during the intermission as well and afterwards you can yeah. take take time perusing the artwork but yeah thank you for mentioning yep. that chris it's not just a a concert but it's also an art show and we definitely want to get people to come and participate in that we'd love to have a great turnout we know the weather is a little bit of a Big question right now, but uh we felt like we could still host this tonight tomorrow for those that are listening to the Friday afternoon broadcast. the men's prayer breakfast has been cancelled because we're anticipating rough weather on Saturday morning, so there's no men's prayer breakfast there was we had already canceled the h b b c car wash anyway, and then Sunday church for those listening on Friday night or Friday afternoon or Saturday afternoon, we're going to make a decision based on the weather. Saturday afternoon for Sunday, so Sunday, as of right now, we've made no changes, no cancellations to our Sunday services. However, we are going to be watching the weather between Friday evening and Saturday afternoon and make some decisions about Sunday church services if anything needs to be changed. Of course, if nothing has to change, we have our Sunday evening at 5 p.m., we have our international banquet, our potluck dinner, where people are going to wear their traditional ethnic clothing, or they're going to pick a country. Maybe if they don't have any significantly different clothing, they can pick a country and dress up like another ethnicity, another country, another culture, and bring a main dish that is a cultural dish, and then a side or dessert to share. And we're going to have a giant fiesta over in the Family Life Center at 5 p.m. Sunday night. Doesn't cost anything. If you're part of our ministry and you want to come participate, dress up, bring some food. It'll be great. But Stay tuned to KHMG through the weekend because if there's a change due to weather, we want to let you know as soon as possible so you know how to plan. So Sunday, by the Sunday rebroadcast of this, you'll already know. But the Friday evening, we're not sure. Saturday afternoon, the rebroadcast of this show, just be staying tuned to KHMG, top and bottom of the hour. As we get into bad weather situations, Chris and Sebastian will keep a weather update going so that you at least know what to expect, what if there's any condition or readiness changes, if there's any new weather bulletins, and we'll we'll keep playing those. And then anytime something new comes out, we replace it with a new one. So top of the hour means right after the news, bottom of the hour, right around 30 past the hour, you'll hear a weather update. And we do that as a service to you. We also try and keep our social media updated. The website is not one of those websites where we just constantly put up new information. It's not as dynamic. We really push people to our social media sites. And really, we encourage you to check out Guam Homeland Security, the Joint Information Center. They have some great Facebook pages, National Weather Service, and then the local media, you know, the Guam PDN, the Guam Daily Post. Um, Get your news from a variety of sources so that uh, you can make sure that you are aware of what's going on because during these times, especially when you get bad weather on a weekend, sometimes you can kind of get lulled into complacency where, you know, you go to bed on Friday evening and you got one weather report, but by the time you get up and check check everything, the weather might have changed significantly. So I'd really encourage you, before you go to bed on Friday night, check the weather. There's probably going to be an update, I would imagine, around 10 or 11 p.m. Stay up as late as you can to check that out. First thing in the morning, check it again, see what condition readiness we're in, see what the the damage is or what the potentials for damage are and uh, just prepare yourself and your family. You want to make sure that you're, you know, adequately uh, being wise about these storms. Never underestimate because you just never know what's going to happen. But uh, we're trusting that no matter what does happen, God's in control and we do trust him. He's in control of the weather as well. I'm very grateful that the storm looks like it's not going to hit Fice or Ulithia or the outer islands of Yap other than Sadawal, which I think it's almost past that now, but really grateful that those folks don't have to endure another storm. So just stay safe and stay dry this weekend. And uh, if you can make it tonight, 7 p.m., a few bucks at the door, but totally worth it for the faculty recital and art show. We'll let you know about church services on Saturday afternoon regarding Sunday, whether or not the schedules will change at all. And that's it for this episode of Live Till 5, episode 304. On this Friday, February 22nd, I'm Jared Baldwin, your host, Glad to have you with us. Thanks for staying tuned, even though we talked about spam the whole time. You guys are good sports. Have a great weekend.